Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. It's Wednesday. You know, I made an observation this year um, as far as the tournament is concerned because, of course, you know, I love K-State. And um, them being able to get as far as they could into the tournament, I was obviously a lot more invested than I normally am. Not, not, Not to say that I don't watch it, but I watch it from a bracket standpoint. You know, you catch the marquee games. Oh, this is be a good matchup, et cetera, et cetera. But when you really have a team in there that you're, like, following, it feels like it lasts for a long, long time. You know, normally it starts and then, oh, God, the Final Four and it's the championship, it's over. But it seemed to me, at least from my perspective of having someone in there, it felt like this has been going on for months. But it comes to an end this week. does indeed. As a matter of fact, it'll be next Monday is when it ends. The semifinals for both the men and the women are this weekend. And the odds are out. Now, the nobody picked this Final Four, and I say nobody. The folks from the four-letter network, I think they received something like 27 million uh, ballots, or final four ballots, uh, well, whole bracket ballots for that matter. 27 million of them, and 27, 27 people had this right final four. No way. That's what I said. No way. I've got to see the documented proof of that. But that's what they said. Out of 27 million, I would have maybe two, or maybe nobody. But 27 people? Mm, well, we'll see. Anyway, UConn is playing Miami in one of the games, and UConn, which is the preeminent favorite to win the whole thing, is a five-point pick over the Hurricanes. I don't know. Miami is pretty good. Jim Laranega does a great job. But you know, to Hurley, who's coaching Connecticut now, they're both very, very smart individuals. Second game, San Diego State, the Aztecs are rated as a two-point pick over Florida Atlantic. And I do agree with that. San Diego State is a dark horse in this one. They play very good defense, and they play pressure face-to-face defense. They've been underrated coming out of the Mountain West Conference. I look for them to give uh, not only Florida Atlantic, but to give whomever they might play in the championship if they get that far a really tough time. But we'll see what happens. The championship for the men is Saturday. And then the, the semifinals, I should say, are Saturday. And then the championship is Monday. The ladies are Friday and Sunday. So who do you have going to the finals in your mind right now? For this one, I'm going to go with UConn. And I'm going to go with San Diego State. I think that's the two that's, favorite That's teams. probably what I would have picked. But you know what? If... Uh we're going by how we did. Well, actually, I mean, I won my bracket, but I don't know how. It's because everyone else sucked worse than I did. So <laughs> that's pretty much how that went down. Uh, NIT semifinals happened last night. Who won those? North Texas and Alabama-Birmingham were the winners, and both games were two points. North Texas came from behind, beat Wisconsin 56-54. to That did surprise me a little bit. And then UAB, Alabama-Birmingham, defeated Utah Valley in overtime, 88 88- to 86. These games were played at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. So, Mike, that sets up the title game, and this happens very, very, very rarely in any kind of championship competition. Both these teams are from the same conference. They're Conference USA. And when North Texas meets Alabama-Birmingham, and that'll be tomorrow night, it'll be their fourth time they've played this year. That just simply does not happen, but that's the anomaly of tournament basketball. North Texas won twice in the regular season. Alabama-Birmingham won the conference tournament. And and now they're playing for a fourth time, and it'll be for the title of the NIT. That'll be tomorrow night. 
So last but not least, uh, it looks like Jury is looking for a new women's basketball coach. Amy Egan, who's been coaching three years since Molly Miller left for Grand Canyon. Amy Egan is leaving the Drury team, and she's going to take the job at Lindenwood up in St. Louis. Now, you say, wait a minute, what is this, leaving Drury for Lindenwood? Lindenwood, folks, is NCAA Division I. That's big time. They're playing in the Ohio Valley Conference. They are not eligible yet for a tournament play. You have to be in their uh, division for four years before you're eligible, and Lindenwood is only in its second year. But still... She sees the opportunity, being a Division I program, to get into the alleged big time at Ohio Valley Conference and to guide a team there. Had great success at Drury, had national championship contenders, as did Molly Miller, but we'll see what Drury does now with the new selection. It's crazy, but, you know, that shows you how good that, at least that program has been because it's almost been kind of like a, just a step towards uh, getting into the big show. So congratulations to her talking about this game happening you said hey go out to Hammonds Field and watch some baseball I made the comment that it was going to be freezing did you go watch the game yesterday they had just under 400 people there yeah at Hammonds Field not very many and that may have been exaggerated a little bit I must admit to you I did not go I had other commitments last night but well Bears lost their seventh in a row this team mm. is really in a slump. Now you're saying, well, the cold weather. They can't play in the cold weather. Well, it's cold for both teams, gang. The other team was Oral Roberts, and the Bears had beaten them 8-5 to five down in Tulsa just a couple of weeks ago. Well, this time Oral Roberts comes up here, and six of their pitchers shut out Missouri State. Final is 4 to nothing. Bears were held to five hits. Boy, I tell you, when you're slumping, think nothing goes right. And the Bears, who are, in my opinion, a much, much better team than this, need to snap out of it. They're going to Illinois State this weekend for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games, and those are conference games. They're back in the Missouri Valley, and the Bears are already 0-3 in conference play. They've got to get the ship righted. I'm sure if they can, and then they can, that uh, Coach G, Coach Keith Gutton, and Joey Hawkins, his assistant, will get this ship righted somewhere along the line, but things have got to come together, and they've got to get back into that rhythm of winning in which they are not right now. Sad. Sucks. But what are you going to do about it? You know, it's a slump. <laughs> and uh, it's at least it's early, you know. And don't, no no need to freak out yet, Ned. Just give it a couple weeks. Maybe they can right the ship. But if not, <clears throat> ooh. All right. So got a, a notification yesterday. A group involving Magic Johnson are trying to buy the Washington Commanders. Uh, two of them. Two groups. And they have both offered the same amount. One and Magic Johnson is in the one group. That is correct. The other group is a Canadian billionaire. Of course, you better be a billionaire if you're going to buy an NFL team. Both teams have offered the same amount of money. And that amount of money, folks, is an all-time record $6 billion, with a B, $6 billion for the Washington Commanders. That's how much, that's the value, folks, of an NFL franchise right now. Now, XFL or USFL or whatever they call the other league that's going to start here in April, uh, yeah, you could probably buy the league for that amount, but here you're buying one team. Now, who makes the decision on which one gets the offer? Daniel Snyder, who is the current owner of the Washington Commanders. Mr. Snyder will look over all the circumstances involved, probably consult with a few. He doesn't have very many friends in the NFL front office, but he'll consult with a few of them as to which one is going to be the better and more solid of the offers, and they'll make that decision there. I would suspect that'll be coming up in the next month or so. Interesting. 
but uh, I think it's probably going to happen. Oh, yeah. It, it will happen. Definitely yes. going to happen. And uh, regardless of how you feel about the guy, Mr. Snyder is going to have a nice rest of his life doing six whatever the hell billion, he wants. Six yeah, billion? Yeah. Oh, Buy an island. Forget about him. <laughs> Speaking of the league, yesterday the league owners decided that it would be okay for teams to play two Thursday night football games this year. What do you think about that? They tabled it. The owners did table that request, and it was it was bandied about and so forth and so on. And the reason they tabled it, they're going to make a decision on that probably within the next month or so when the schedule comes out. But they tabled it because some of the players, including Patrick Mahomes, voiced some objections to it. The league says, we've done research and playing maybe two games. The Thursday night game does not contribute more to injury factor than under normal circumstances. Well, I, I disagree with I that. I disagree, too. And that short week, I mean, I, I, I really hope that Mahomes' tweet did have something to do with the fact that they were like, hold, hold on, wait a minute, because that's the future of the league. When Patrick Mahomes speaks, he's like LeBron James. Then the whole league listens because there's your superstar. And if he's going to voice some objections to it, it's going to get a lot of repercussions from the audience. Well, this one will. But let's see what they finally decide on. They also, the owners also agreed to allow players to wear zero on their uniform number, uh, as a uniform number. Yeah, I heard that too. Zero is a number, so I don't know why they would object to it, but they have in the past. But yeah, there's a, a new name in the NFL coming up, and it, it's it's 27 years since the NFL's had a new name, but they did. It was 1996 is when this happened, and that new name was the Baltimore Ravens. That's right, folks. The Ravens were officially born. It's the day the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore and established a name change. Now, the Cleveland Browns exist again, but it's an expansion team. Nonetheless, the Ravens were born on this day 27 years ago. Ned, thanks so much for coming, and you have a great day.